0: Your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, May 21st. As always, I am your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, or Off the Bench Baseball, or my pop culture entertainment beat of things over at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Film Cred, Inverse Play, Disgusting, and more, and hopefully many more to come. Of this year, Locked on Padres podcast, though, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them. Today's show, guys, is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me today, tonight, at 10 p.m. Eastern Time for the beginning of the Mariners game for a little bit of the old live reactions talk. Those are usually a whole lot of fun, so be sure to do that, guys. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Not going to be talking about the Mariners at the moment, though. We're talking about the Cubs, actually. And I'm being joined by a guest, and it's gonna be a lot of fun because uh, it, it's a, it's an old pal of mine. I guess we're talking about the Cubs, We're talking about you Darvish, talking about Chris Bryant, and then at the end of the podcast might talk about some other things. maybe just an observation I had about Eric Cosmer, something like that. All right. But until then, here we go. All right, everybody, as promised, as prophesized, um, you know, I said, you know, th- through a listener question, they've been asking some Cubs related things. So I decided to have somebody back on, and it's been a while since he's been on the podcast. And he's, aside from just being a Cubs fan, I'm stumbling on this intro here, but he's also a <laughs> fellow uh, Spider-Man enthusiast. And also, it's just easier to record with people for content. Subi, uh, That's the, the full disclosure. Yes, 100%. It just makes it a lot easier. i would be joined by Sean Sears, the former host of Locked on Cubs. Sir, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic, Javi. How the heck are you doing, man? Padres. I'm doing I'm yeah, the Padres, man. Am I right? But yeah, I'm wondering about you because, you know, no longer doing locked on Cubs, you you have a <laughs> life is basically the way I'd say it. You know, unlike unlike me, uh you, you have a, a career, you're you're doing all this creative <laughs> stuff. You're working the late hours. For those who don't know, yeah. radio stuff, the entry stuff oftentimes, uh you're gonna be working some late shifts. That's just that's just kind of what happens. Uh but how's yeah. that been kind of going for you? It's been fun. I mean, I, I miss lockdown. It's
2: only been, I think, it's been like a week and a half since I've been gone. It's so weird to see lockdown Cubs tweet stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, whoa, mm-hmm. that wasn't me. Um, <laughs> that's weird. But uh, uh, no, uh, the new host, Joe Kiglion, I think his name is uh, mm-hmm. Joe's awesome. He's a comedian, super funny. He's going to do an awesome job of that show. But uh, in terms of what I'm doing now, I, I just started working at a radio station about a month ago, and like you said, it's overnights. Um, which uh is super super interesting um, because you get some of the weirdest phone callers, um, but then you're also like the only person in a, in an open radio station for like four and a half hours. so it's yeah, like yeah. really weird but um I'm liking the experience it's kind of fun. I've been able to uh the station I work for actually carries the they're the radio home for the Cubs here in Chicago. so I've been able to do a little Cubs highlight stuff and Help up with the board and whatnot. So it's been really cool. Um, I, I, I'm enjoying it, but I, I definitely, it's been weird not getting up and having to do a podcast right after. Like the Cubs just finished up and I was like already starting to like take notes without even thinking twice. And I was like, oh, I don't have to, mm-hmm. I don't have to do that. Yeah.
1: yeah I know what you mean. <laughs> I mean, I never do that anyway because I'm always lazy and unprepared. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, what I wanted to have you on to talk about today is just for old time's sake, hash it out about a couple things because our teams are intertwined. Obviously, after yeah. the big blockbuster trade for you, Darvish, this past, um, this past, what was it, winter feels like summer for some reason, but winter, uh, and that, was that was a big deal, that was a big deal. What has it been mm. like, man, because currently you Darvish has been pitching like one of the best pitchers in the National League. Anyone who thought that he was going to fall off, he's 34 and oh, he's inconsistent, which is very odd because he's only basically had one bad year uh, with with right. the Cubs that one first year. I don't know where people are getting the inconsistent thing from, but uh, what has it been like watching you Darvish succeed? And how do you feel about that trade? Uh, in uh, retrospect,
2: Man. It sucks. Uh there's like just no other <laughs> way to put it. It sucks. Darvish is pitching great. He's been shoving. And I, I knew he would. I actually, uh, for for honorary six, I wore the Cubs 2020 postseason shirt. Uh nice, tough to nice. find. They only played two <laughs> games. Um uh, <laughs> My brother's girlfriend got this shirt for me thinking I would like it. I was like, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'd love a reminder about how the Cubs sucked in 2020. That's great. Um, but no, they, uh, Darvish himself going down or not being a part of this Cubs team has been tough, uh, especially cause like the Cubs biggest issue right now is starting pitching. None of their starters yeah. can go. They like just recently, I think, I think, Kyle Hendricks was the first pitcher to retire and out in the seventh inning for the starters. And that was like a week and a half ago. Mm.
0: Um,
2: so like, Whoa, okay. It was, uh, we're, we're, we're ways away from Darvish throwing complete game shutouts. Um, so it's been tough to see Darvish not only not be on this team, but also just be incredible for the Padres. He's looked like their staff ace. Like I figured he would, um, Vic Carantini is awesome. I'm loving that you're, oh, you're yeah. starting to appreciate Vic Carantini. Yeah. Uh, Victor is amazing. I'm so glad he went with Darvish. Those two, his relationship is great, but, mm. um, yeah, it's tough, especially Davies is picking it up now for the Cubs, and that's been nice mm-hmm. to see. He's starting to look a little more like himself, and I we figured he would. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, the Cubs traded a Cy Young uh, candidate and probably should have been the Cy Young winner for the NL last year uh, for four prospects who could maybe Fernando, mm-hmm. be Fernando Tatis Jr., but probably will just be uh, pro- <laughs> probably not anything too special, at least at the yeah. moment right now. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, Davies not panning out. It's tough because you look at that trade and I think like if the Cubs could have found a way to trade for Zach Davies and keep you Darvish, that would have been pretty much the perfect Mm offseason move for them last year. Um, But no Darvish on this Cubs team is really kind of, uh, (laughs) it's making it tough to watch some baseball sometimes. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute.
1: Investing can be complicated whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years. Wealthfront though, they make it very easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. You can create a portfolio now in just minutes. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash And all you need is $500 to get started. So remember, to get your first 5000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash lockdownmlb. That's Wealthfront, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash to start growing your savings. Yeah, I mean, in general, sports in Chicago right now, um, the most chaotic In in any sports cities, because I'm not saying bad, it's chaotic, because you have the Cubs who were like, I got an idea, we don't want to be good anymore. Uh, An interesting (laughs) plan, we'll see if it pans out. You have the Cub, the White Sox, who are like, we don't like fun, let's hire a guy just because he's the best friend of the owner, and then... That thing has been talked about already. I, I don't want to uh, regale oh. uh, the, all the, the discourse over that. Deserved discourse because Tony LaRue's like, right. you, you are whack. But you have He's that. He's a garbage person. But and yeah. Then, <laughs> and then you have like the Bears, and I saw you tweeted about this. <laughs> trading I was for so a quarterback. Stuck. <laughs> <laughs> They're trading for a guy who was like supposed to be the number two quarterback behind Lords, who for reasons beyond my understanding, but also, in, within my understanding, if you know what I mean, uh, falls <laughs> yeah. outside the top five. And all of a sudden, Bears fans are like rejuvenated. And then basketball, they're just kind of bad. So it's, it's like the most chaotic sports city <laughs> right now that I could think of, honestly. And right. like you mentioned with the Davies thing, Davies to me was this guy that the Pirates kind of lucked out with. You got him as a back-end part of the Grisham deal. And he, he ends up giving up really uh, – giving, I should say, uh, really good innings for the team last year. He was awesome, like really awesome. And I, I love him. I mm-hmm. love that he's – He's the Peter Parker. He looks like a wimp pre spider yeah. bite, you know, make more of the Spider-Man references. But uh, he also scared me a little bit because he feels a little one-trick to me where he throws that sinker low and away. And it looks like people are catching on to it right now, and he's not going to be that two below three, you know, 2.5 ERA guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that he was with the Padres. But still, it's, it's nice to see him doing well. I'm not rooting against the guy or anything. But, yeah, it's like, has there been any thoughts about where the Cubs are kind of heading? Is there any – What's like kind of the, the the vibe, you know what I mean, of the team right now? Seeing that, you know, they have good players, but they're becoming one of those angels types—a team with like you know top-heavy mm. talent and nothing else. And also, yeah, you betcha. With with Hendricks, uh, you know, only recently kind of had like some good some good starts. Killing my fantasy time, way. so what's kind of just the the main <laughs> temperature of the the Cubs right now? Yeah, I, be,
2: I think there's a positive vibe with this team right now, um, just because uh, they, they just took three or four from the Nats, which are, are, aren't one of the better teams in baseball, but still good. I mean, they, they're the Cubs have to win these games because this, this division is going to be tight. Um, mm-hmm. There's really not a ton of separation between like the Cubs, the Cardinals, and the Brewers, and to yeah, some extent, the, the Reds, too, mm-hmm. are in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brewers haven't been able to score runs all season, apparently. They just got Christian Yelich back, so maybe that changes, but um, for the Cubs right now, they're, they're, they're playing well, and it feels like they're finally starting to get like a cohesive group put together with a guys that are all kind of starting to maybe not all hit, but contribute in different ways. Like even Jack Peterson came out to a rough start after hitting, it was like 10 home runs in spring training. Everyone was like, Oh my God, Jack Peterson. Yeah. He's a God. And then, uh, it, it, it just doesn't happen yet here um, in the regular season, but um, he's hitting a little bit better. We're seeing guys contribute in different ways. The offense is back and that's a big thing. And that, that centers pretty much solely on Chris Bryant, having an incredible season. Um, but the question now comes here, if the Cubs continue to kind of hover on 500 ball, um, if they can get maybe a couple games above 500, I, I think Hoyer wants to, the Cubs general manager or, uh, uh, president of baseball operations, whatever you want to call it. Um, the person in charge of things on the baseball side, um, Jed Hoyer, I know he wants to add to this team and the Cubs need pitching. Clearly um, they, mm-hmm. they shouldn't have traded Darvish. They've had a hole in their ro- rotation sense and uh, they need pitching, but I, I think it's going to be tough to, because at least right now, if like the deadline were to happen tomorrow, it'd be tough to justify the Cubs being buyers mm-hmm. um, just because you haven't seen enough sample size for it. So I think this next month of baseball in June here, once it comes up here, hopefully the Cubs can maybe get some more. I know they increased capacity at Wrigley field. Maybe they get some more influx of cash from fans coming into the stands. Maybe then they can consider maybe making a move, but um, if things kind of settle at 500, I would, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Cubs at least start showing up in trade rumors again and and maybe pull the trigger on someone like, especially like a a Craig Kimbrell, for instance, is a guy Mm -hmm. that if the Cubs know they're not going for it, that's a guy you could flip now and probably get something
1: Mm -hmm. back. Yeah. Agreed, man. Agreed. And speaking of those trades, you know, I've all the Padres fan Padres Twitter. They're doing the <laughs> photoshops. They're doing yeah, the photoshops. I've seen, it, doing I've the seen some good ones, man. Yeah. And they, they, I mean, they've done everybody. The funny thing, though, about the Padres is it's the only fan base that does the photoshops that there's at least a tint of realism to it because we just discussed. They traded for Darvish, mm. Snell and all these guys that had Clevenger like this man, AJ Power, is, is crazy. He's he's a madman. Yeah. And one of the ones that I was asked about from a listener question, Anthony Perez brought up, you know, he said, you know, it's too early, but I'm just wondering, you know, uh, Tommy you ain't playing well. You think uh, what's going on in Chicago? They're going to have a fire sale. Let's talk about Chris Bryant. Uh, What is the feeling around him? You know, I I love players on on that team, of course. I love Caratini now. I love Javi Baez. He's Puerto Rican. Both of them are Puerto Rican. Um, Chris Bryant is very much not Puerto Rican. but Yeah, pretty uh, white. (laughs) He's been been really good. And what's funny is we both talked about the last podcast we had that we Mm. both kind of didn't understand this feeling of Chris Bryant's – I don't even know. Maybe washed was a strong word, but this feeling, oh, man – best day is totally behind him it's like what are you talking about he played 30 games in 2020 that's the worst (sighs) baseball he's ever played he was hurt and we're just done this guy's not 38 so what's kind of your perspective on the Chris Bryant thing because I imagine Cubs Twitter uh it talks about it a lot whether or not they're going to trade this guy and what would they kind of just in general Chris Bryant potential for a trade what do you think
2: yeah, I think I think now, especially I mean, he's entirely the reason that Cubs offense has bounced back a little bit. He's been incredible. The power numbers are some of the best we've seen from him in a long time. He's mm-hmm. still OPSing above a thousand. Um, this is this is Pete Chris Bryant. This is some really good baseball. And we're seeing him have a really good approach at the plate right now. He's still taking his walks. He's still punishing balls, but he'll still have games where he'll go like three for four with like three singles and like five mm-hmm. RBIs just because he's mm-hmm. he's just that good of a hitter. Um, so I, I think the the feeling a lot around a lot of Cubs fans is that they want. Want the Cubs to resign this guy. They want him to come back long term. Um, the 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 the, the, the age old question throughout this offseason, last offseason, and kind of even in twenty nineteen a little bit too has been: Can the Cubs afford to keep their four core guys? You know, mm-hmm. Rizzo, Baez, Contreras, Bryant. Um, at this point, I don't see them getting rid of Anthony Rizzo. He's about as close to a team mascot as you could like make. Yeah. He's pretty mm-hmm. much that franchise face. I think Chris Bryant's right there with him, um, and I, I think the Cubs are going to try and they should at least try and approach some type of, you know, they need to get a contract extension done for this guy. But um, I think at the same time too, if the Cubs were to, for some reason, kind of maybe take a downturn, start losing, you know, lose 10 of their last 20 games or whatever have you, you know, drop a couple of series here, there fall a little, you know, five, six games out of first place here. Um, you got it. You, you've got to consider trading him. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think you have to have that conversation, especially when you factor in he's a Boris client. And while Chris Bryant's never come out and said he needs to be paid like a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also not going to just take chump change. Like if the Cubs come even closer, like the Cubs reported offer to Anthony Rizzo was like five years, 70 million. It's like, uh, no, maybe double that. Um, Chris Bryant is if he gets an offer of like 110 million over four years or five years or something like that that's a slap to the face. Like the guy, he's been, especially after what the Cubs did to manipulate him service time wise and deal with that whole shenanigans. The guy, the guy's been waiting for a payout. So like, I um I, I think the Cubs will probably have to have some difficult conversations regardless this offseason. But I think for this year, if the Cubs can continue to this upward trajectory they've got right now, which is you know winning baseball games, if they can start doing that, and Chris Bryant's a key function to it, I don't know how the Cubs even like. I mean, you look real stupid if you trade Chris Bryant at this point because he's your offense, you know. So I, I think the Cubs want to resign him. I know fans want him to or come back and resign, but. I think, too, if the Cubs start to lose more games, you've got to to consider all options, and that's
1: trading Brian for pieces. Hold
2: up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute.
1: Um no 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 guys, I need to talk to you about the yummiest tasting protein bars on the market. That's right, Built Bars, guys love them so much. Covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. Plus, great variety of flavors. Everything from coconut almond to birthday cake to cherry to mint brownie to to coconut brownie chunk. They've got all types of things, and best of all, they have these limited time flavors that pop up every once in a while. So it's they've got all the flavors that you could possibly want, and of course they're protein bars, so they are healthy for you. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein. Only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs. So guys, you know what to do. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It's it's, it's a good point you bring up with the service time where... And Mm -hmm. this – it reminds me a little bit of the Correa thing, Uh, another Puerto Rican again. It's almost like there's a theme here that I like to – It's like um, they're good at baseball, man. Yeah, it's like they're good at baseball, man. (laughs) Uh, The homies. Uh, I love spreading Puerto Rican propaganda, as you know. But, you know, with him, he got that, like, what was it, five-year, 120 or something like that offer. And Carlos Correa very openly was like, uh, nah, and I'm probably testing free agency. Sorry. So it was kind of like – it was this interesting thing. And I wonder if that's going to start becoming – potentially a thing where some of these players are like screw you man you manipulated my service time when I was clearly ready Chris Bryant was one of the first guys I remember where everyone was like are you kidding me because even at least Correa it was like what was he batting like maybe 270 260 Chris Bryant was batting like 489 with like 15 homers it was like you literally it was like goodwill hunting we're like, yeah. you're literally not serving the world correctly. Uh, I mean, the movie's a lot deeper than that by staying here. You know what I mean? Not living up <laughs> to your potential. That's literally what it felt like with the Chris Bryant thing. It was, all, it was an insult. It really was. Look mm-hmm. at a team like the Padres, very much did not do that with. Um, and some people will say, oh, well, they're doing that with Gore now. And I'm like, ah, a little bit, but he's also mm. has – I think he actually does need some more practice down there in the minors. He's been having some control issues. But, yeah, Bryant is going to be the type of guy, and I think Padres fans have this, this tendency to immediately just want whatever's the best. Reminds me of someone yeah. who was <laughs> on the East Coast of the Yankees <laughs> a little bit, where I love – my favorite thing that I've ever heard was – I think it was um Michael K show. Maybe. I think it was the Michael K show. No, 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 no. It was an ESPN show. And the, they had a caller call in. And this was around, this was the year Stanton ended up winning the MVP. And it was like half, it was like two months into the season. And then he's like, hey, why don't the Yankees trade anybody? They do this and that. He's like, okay, who do you want them to trade for? And it's like, I like that Stanton guy. And the, yeah. the the guy who's the host is like, yeah, no, no shit. You like this. Yeah. <laughs> like I, and I'm not trying to be means of Padres fans, but it's like when you start doing that thing where all you do is want the best player, it's like, that's not, mm-hmm. I think GMs know that. I think that they're interested in that again, though. Yeah. With AJ Prowler, it's a possibility. Cause he, anyone that's good in baseball, good at baseball blanket statement, he's interested in it. like, that's just how he, he operates as a guy. And I yeah. also think it would be. You know, I would wonder, though, because this time you would think that the Cubs would want to get actual like some more prospects because they didn't get as much for Darvish. But then again, Mm -hmm. it would be a rental. Chris Bryant is becoming a free agent. So how much do you think that would impact the kind of return that the Cubs would be getting for Chris Bryant? Because, you know, they didn't do it in the offseason. It's kind of a similar situation in Trevor's story where it it gets to a point where teams know you're going to have to trade him. Like so and as a result, they're not going to want to give up you know, a, a, a CJ Abrams or anything like that when he's, you know, heading free agency.
2: Right. And that's, that's kind of the issue that comes right into exactly with the Padres and uh, Darvish uh, they, they wanted to get more back, but the Padres weren't going to give them, you know, they they, they knew Davies need to be thrown into this deal. They had to get rid of cash and they weren't going to give them a top prospect. So instead uh, Hoyer picked out some of his favorite international signings, basically the Padres had had along with like a top draft pick. For, I think their second round, I think it was Austin or, was it Owen Casey or stuff like that? Their second mm-hmm. round pick from last year's draft. Yeah. Um, so he basically took a flyer on four guys that, you know, could end up being really good in three, four seasons or three, three, four years probably. But um, you just don't know. takes a flyer on these guys. That's probably, I mean, that's realistically you're talking about like you're trading Chris Bryant at the deadline, unless it's a sign and trade where he's getting an extension done in that moment, you know, you're, you're probably not going to get a ton of tangible pieces back. You might get a prospect back. You might get like a solid guy back and maybe some upside pitching prospects, but um yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, that's the thing. Like you trade Chris Bryant at this point too. Like, you know, what do the Cubs need? Probably another Chris Bryant. Like he <laughs> can't, you can't trade that guy and replace him. So, I mean, I don't, know, that's really like where if the Cubs are truly going to take a step back after the season, not sign some of these guys, We'll probably be able to tell by the deadline, by who they trade it, and, you know, depending on what the record is, if they're a bad team, that's going to give the Cubs all the cover they need to make these moves and kind of deal with the, the bad PR storm, but they can kind of point to you and say, Hey, we didn't get the results. If the Cubs are good and they still trade Chris Bryant, I think that tells you where, where things are going here. And that'll probably tell you the Cubs are willing to settle on maybe a lesser return, just get something back as mm-hmm. opposed to nothing. But I mean, I think I think what really is going to dictate a lot of this is how confident the Cubs are in getting a deal done for Bryant if they can mm-hmm. get an extension done. It hasn't happened yet. It doesn't seem like any real conversations have truly happened. Um, but I think that's going to dictate more than anything, but yeah, the return, it, it's not going to be, I mean, you're not going to see the, like laboratories don't get thrown in trades anymore for Raltus that doesn't happen. And yeah. AJ is setting the standard. I mean, for the, the fact that that guy was able to acquire, I mean, three top front end starters without touching like one prospect in his top 10. That's insane. Like Luis Patino is the only guy you moved. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember talking to you after that Padres deal and I was thinking like, man, <laughs> I would take CJ Abrams. I would take the, you know, like whoever just throw me someone mm-hmm. hassle.
1: I don't know. Like give yeah. me a name I've heard of like, Holy it's crap. Sad. And it just it's- didn't happen. Instead, you're getting that thing where you have Jeff Paston tweeting out videos of the catching prospect yeah. gave you. and it's like, all right, cool, dude. He's filming something on like an iPhone 6 of him taking right. batting practice. Like I, the prospect fetishization, that's a great example of it getting out of control. They're important, but the one where it's like a guy who's played 10 games in single A, but look at this video of him hitting bombs. It's like, okay, it's like a potato iPhone. And <laughs> his yeah, batting right. like, I love when that stuff happens, but nevertheless- In fairness, you never know. Owen Casey could be mm-hmm. the next, I don't, I don't know, Trey Turner, for all we know. You know, it could be the next yeah. kind of trade that doesn't go the Padres way. But, left-handed um, Jason Bay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> left-handed Jason Bay. Um, <laughs> I think he's it's, Canadian. It's, that's why I said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. I got you. But it's, it's, hey, things are going interestingly. I think the Cubs and I'd argue the Rockies are the two teams that a lot of people have their eye on for potential trades. Um, at least right. I think. I think those are two interesting players in the market with some of the stars that they have. And honestly, though, it's very weird that the Cubs. It's not the the Cardinals are the best, I think, but also it wasn't inconceivable. So you're in a weird spot and I do feel bad about that. But then again, as we talked about last time, you had 2016. Um, I feel like, you know, yeah, bad. if someone told you, you this was going to happen, you would still take it for 2016. I think a hundred percent. Yeah. Now someone told
2: me someone's going to run me over with a car, like right after the Cubs <laughs> of the world series. I'd be like, yeah. All right.
1: Can, what happens Sounds if they do it good. twice? Do we, <laughs> do we win next good. year too? <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely, man. Um, been a blast talking to you though not to cut off so abruptly um i'm looking forward to whenever we talk about the next spider-man game and next playstation nation stuff um but do you have any like other other things you want to plug or what have you any final words
2: not right now unfortunately i I don't have a podcast right now which is like so weird i think it's the first time i haven't been consistently podcasting in like five or six years which is weird but uh I'm doing, uh, I'm doing radio shows at 670 The Score. A lot of the Cubs broadcasts I'm helping out on. And then uh, for, for the people in Chicago who know who Les Grobstein is, that's whose show I produce. He's like mm-hmm. 70 years old and has covered media for 40 years in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He's like a walking almanac. Um, mm-hmm. Super fun to talk with. Very, very old baseball thoughts, but it's always fun to talk with them on the radio. So if you're ever bored and want to call into a radio station from 12 a.m. to 5 a.m., those peak hours, <laughs> uh, feel free to do so. you will probably talk to me before you go on the radio.
1: Awesome, awesome. Uh, Sean, as usual, it's been a blast, and I hope you have a lovely rest of the baseball season. You too, man. Thanks for having me on, Javi. And that's it, you filthy animals, for my chat with Sean Sears. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed all the Cubs talk, You know, talking about this Chris Bryant thing. And since a lot of people are talking about Chris Bryant, thought that it was, uh, it made a lot of sense. And remember, like I said yesterday, hey, who knows? Uh, Guys like Jack Peterson and guys like Jake Arrieta uh, might be some other guys the Padres might have their eye on. maybe even a Craig Kimbrell. Who knows? And I think that I think any team in the NL, I think any team in baseball should actually all everybody should be following uh, the Cubs because depending on how they do, they could become that like real fire sale team. So they're definitely a team that I think everybody should be monitoring for sure. Um, but guys, I must admit, I totally lied. I mentioned earlier that I was going to talk about Eric Hosmer maybe at the end of the show, but already been a long enough episode. I feel like we can end it there. Um, but you know what? Isn't a lie. The Locked On Today podcast. I am not lying when I say that is one of the best podcasts around, guys. Just 20 minutes, under 20 minutes, you get all of your news covered. Legendary host, Peter Bukowski, he updates you in every major sport with the help of our local experts, including sometimes yours truly. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Really cool Mariners series coming up. Uh, Padres, yes, I know they're still second in the division. It's been a crazy run, though, lately. The the Giants are 8-2 over the last 10. Padres, 9-1. Coming off a six game winning streak, and the Dodgers are eight and two over the last ten. Like the top three teams in this division just playing super well right now. So it's definitely a, a really tight race, at least at the beginning. And while the Mariners aren't a super exciting team, bottom line, Padres are playing well. So it's must watch, at least in my opinion. And with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast or your podcast from Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Remember to send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcasts app with a question in there, and I guarantee you it will be answered on the show. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire Faithful homies, take care.
0: Let's go Padres. Let's show them how it's done. Let's go Padres. Let's have some baseball fun. Hey, Prime members.